Great song. Don Turn Williams. My baby said I'm crazy. My mama called me lazy. I was gonna show them all this time. Cause you know I ain't no fooling. I don't need no more schooling. I was born to just walk. Everybody at home sing this. Here we go. Here we go. Living on toast of time. Living on toast of time. Well, we're living on Buck Day's time right now. The Coastal Bend, as they say. Well, welcome, everybody. We're here live at Brewster's Ice House. Um, man, this place is hopping. Come on down. We got uh, Corpus Christi Montessori Schools doing their benefit. 14th annual crawfish boil. When life hands you lemons, you make crawfish. And, uh, God, they got this huge. Did you see the, the boiler over here? The crawfish no, in the back. I mean, they got you, a, they got a brand new one you can, oh, you can bid on over one, here. Yeah. You, got, you got you got the pot over here, and then over there, woo! And these boys know how to make crawfish down here. Let me tell you. So, come on down if you're here local or live on US ninety four seven Talking Country, uh, and uh, we're Buck Days Rodeo. It's uh it's been a great three nights. Finals is tonight, and uh, we got another great guest here with us today. James Taylor, how you doing, brother? Tulsa I'm doing, man. I'm doing good. T-Town, Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, I've seen James around, you know, just kind of going here and there. But, you know, I, I never really thought about this to the other day. You know, when I read your, uh, the article they wrote about you. Yes, sir. How you are a steel cutter from, what is it, for anything from planes to? To wind turbines, whatever steel is made for, it comes from me first. Right. And so I read the article, and I thought, dang, now that is a story because you're a very good steer wrestler. And, and you got this, this cool job, like, and, and, you know, through the WCRA, this is making it where a guy can have a good job. Exactly. You know, maybe uh, somebody that doesn't want to venture out and just rodeo hard, but, you know, still be able to make really good money. Yeah. And so I was talking to him, about, plus, you know, we're big steer wrestling fans, you know, being an old steer wrestler myself uh-huh. and being from Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Right over there. I've been around Tulsa quite a bit. One of my best buddies from uh, college, Michael Faring, he's a uh, right T-Town guy. From me. Yeah. Right around the so, corner. So, you know, uh, you know the, the Tulsa rodeo community has always yes. been huge. Yes. Uh, yes. Especially in steer wrestling. Yes. You know, yes. There's so, that's why I try to tell people about, like, Bulldog and Jackpots in Oklahoma. Like, you'll have these bulldog jackpots where you have all this talent, like guys that, are, that could go make the NFR, that you may not see except for once a year at these jackpots. Like, they don't, they don't just take off and, like, go. Yeah. But they're extremely talented. You're right. So talk about your, your WCRA and, and steer well, wrestling. Because I, I don't really know your background, but yeah. I, I just want to have you on. For, for the past two years, you know, uh, I started getting into the alliance. And, you know, what the first year I really just didn't go forth all into it. But when I started, you know, getting the hang of it, nominating, and it was like, okay, hey. You know, I seen one of my good friends from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tony Asker. You know, when he made it the last two years, I said, you know, that would be nice, you know, to be in something like that. And, you know, it's a, like you said, it's a good chance 
get your name out there and you know if you don't want to have to travel all over the world it's a nice rodeo to go get some nice money in. you rodeo with tony yeah Tony is Tony, what, Tony's six cool. foot seven. Yeah, he's a he's he's a tall one. <laughs> you should have brought Tony with you too. Yeah, he, I think he, he always looks like a good time. Yeah, I think he's up in Fort Worth. Uh, the, uh, Tony would have uh, ate all three coolers of crawfish yeah, with, with five the, minutes uh, left. With the bill picket. With five the minutes bill picket left. Invitation to rodeo. So he's in Fort Worth this morning, and but it's just. Do you guys have a truck? The seat can go back far enough so Tony can get comfortable when y'all rodeo. He, I think he might. He has old white Dodge. I think he had to break his seat. I'm sorry, Tony. I know you might be looking at this. <laughs> I think he might have had to break his seat to you know to fit in there. He's pretty tall. So was he like on Police Academy High Tower? Remember when yes, he ripped the front yes, seat out of the car and he yeah, sat in the just, back to drive it? <laughs> I'm just gonna sit in the back seat and hey, it's the drive. But yeah, he's he's one of my good buddies. And you guys, are, you guys are mounted good. Great bulldog and horse. Yes, Especially yes, we, this small pin, man. you got to yes, have the motor to catch one yes. quick because, I mean, what like last night it was three. What, what three? I think it was three. Three six, eight. Yes. Three nine. And then uh, Denver Berry was like was three nine seven. And yes. And didn't get in the top two. Yeah, that's, that's t- it's going to be tough tonight, but one thing about it, I can hang with the big boys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Bulldog, great I can together. hang with them. Well, you know, and I think that's – there's – a lot of people out there like you that could take off and, and be competitive. Yes. But the thing about it is, I mean, let's be honest, the rodeo deal uh, financially isn't always. Yeah, it's, it would take a lot of money. It'd take a lot of money. You, yeah. th- you think if money. you break it down, even for, for time event, guys, a truck, a trailer, yes, a horse in the back, fuel at $4 a gallon. Yes. I mean, you so. can't, it, it's almost to the point where, you know, a lot of people just can't. Afford stay. to take off on a dream yeah. like you got to have You're right. Got to have some some support. But the, the, that's also the best thing about rodeo, though, is like, you know, you can still be a professional and go in front of eight thousand people mm-hmm. and make money, and you can also have the financial stability of a good job being a plasma well. cutter. Yes, sir. So that kind of right. helps. You know, helps. I think you can win more money when you're not worried about, oh, God. Winning money. If I don't win today. <laughs> yeah. you know, it if takes I don't, a lot of pressure so off yeah, when, when bills are paid. every week that'll hold me over, so I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> but what would you do if you won the million dollars? <laughs> on the spot, James. No, not on the spot. I, I got a good question for it, but uh, I'm going to go to rodeo. It's a lot of guys that don't know me. They, they'll know me. That would be awesome. They, they'll know me after I get going. Yeah. How old are you, James? 36. 36. Yeah. Man, you got all I the time like in the I feel like I'm world. 25 sometimes, but. Not a boy. You know? It's all mental. <laughs> yeah, it's all mental. It's all, it's all mental. mental. I, that's what Until I was the telling. morning. That's what I was telling Leighton Barry. It's so funny how, as we age, our bodies get older, but our minds Mind, don't yeah. move. I never thought I'd be the person that, after I get off work, I want to take a nap every day. I said, <laughs> man, I'm getting freaking old. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> how, how, often, uh, how often do you guys runner, practice? Runner, uh, every day I can. Really? And that's at least four times a week. Where do y'all practice at? Uh, my dad's Tim Backus, right, right there in North Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. We have, a, we have a rodeo arena right in the middle of Tulsa. <laughs> really? Yes, sir. Well, uh, you know, because I think that's one thing a lot of – people don't understand um, is how much practice goes in a to lot. the whole process. A lot. Because you can have all the talent, you can have the perfect build, Yeah. Uh, but if you don't practice... But if you don't practice, you just, you're wasting your time and talent. Yeah, yeah for you sure. Got, you got to put in the work. 
with everything you do, you got to put into practice. So what rodeos did you nominate to get here to Corpus? Um, just mainly the uh, Bill Pickett uh, uh, Invitational Rodeo Association. And I was fortunate enough to get in as an alternate. You know, I was really two points away from, you know, going ahead and making the list. But I just needed a chance. Mm-hmm. If you give me a chance, I'll, I'll do the rest. Mm-hmm. The Bill Pickett, they, that's a great association. Yes, I love it. We I had last it. year, Denver had uh, the biggest crowd we've ever had for the Bill Pickett yeah, Rodeo there. Yeah, it was awesome. There. Yes. Uh, super deals. You know, they mm-hmm. got the big one in Industry Hills, you know, California. And, yes. And that crowd truly appreciates, I, you know, I do the music. And they, yes. they that crowd truly appreciates my talents. They they yeah. they dance more than anybody. <laughs> They're into it. Yeah, and I, I I that's a that's a fun one. Yeah, that's a fun one. And the so, ribbon dog and I'm sorry, but the ribbon dog is the best. I love because that. those know, ladies let it hang it all. At, and I mean, I, we've seen them hit the shoots I, I now. Have, I have some friends, some lady friends. She stays in Tulsa. Her name is Jay Harden, and she she will crack off in there like. She's about to steer wrestle to get that tape. Like it's they it's do crazy not mess around. It. That is yeah. the dangerous event. It, it is, is. I, and, and it don't matter. If they're three, Denver, not a big pin. Three fourths way down that don't yeah. matter. They're they're leaning all up. the way out there to all get that. To and get we it. have we have seen them meet like some. I'd like to see uh, that switch over into a, into the man's event too. I'd like to see that. That'd get pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I think that'd get pretty wild. Oh, that yeah. I I have seen. Some wrecks where it's like, I mean, don't do it. Yeah, and it's, ooh, I see some good wrecks too. But they well, get I'm up. I'm not going to say good wrecks, but shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's a good wreck. Like, what's the old saying? Uh-huh. As, as, <laughs> it's a good wreck as long as everybody gets up and, yeah. you know. Yeah, but yeah. it's hard because, you know, a lady's strength and a man's strength are two different strengths. And, you know, we're getting down there to let go. They got to come back up. Right. Exactly. So yeah, they got to pull themselves back yeah, up. Yeah, but they, they, <laughs> and they, they reach. It's, it is, it's intense. And you know, the whole time I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous. That's what I call some of my uh, guys back home that be riding by a couple of times. You know, say, oh, you want to do lady steering decorating? You don't want to pull it all. You just want to ride by and grab tape. <laughs> Have, okay, steer wrestling, urban myth. I don't know if it's ever happened. Have you ever heard the old story about? Somebody who's tied a rope around the bulldogger with like enough rope to get yeah, almost halfway down. down. Yep. Do you think anybody's actually ever done that? And say, so if you don't jump off your horse at the steer, you're getting pulled over backwards. I'm pretty sure back. Have in you the day, ever seen that or Clarence heard of LeBlanc that? LeBlanc probably tried some of that back in the day. I, if it wasn't him, I know a couple of guys. I don't say they would did it, but I've wanted to do it to some of my partners before. Reach over and just pull them down. Get down. What are you doing? You know what's funny though? I had I had the exact opposite opposite of that when I was steer wrestling. My dad was hazing for me, and like half the time he'd come right back like, "You probably should have rode by." Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, "I don't think that was a safe yeah. jump." You I know? got some horses. You don't want to ride to the back. You do no. You don't well, want to ride know, to the back. <laughs> steer wrestling horses are nuts. Yeah. Because they're just trained to run straight. And they and have not they, that they much have, woe. They have no. They don't need to have any talent. Except for run hard. hard. Run hard. You know, where, you know, a calf roping horse has to back up, hold the rope, yeah. work, uh-huh. you know, team roping horse, switch directions. Yeah, face up. Steer wrestling yeah. horse. And, but, you know, for Go. the most part, everything I've seen lately, like most of those horses are pretty good in the box. Like over the years, you've seen some horses that were kind of a little nuts that would take two or three people, get yeah, them kind of hemmed off. Yeah. But as soon as, you know, you got to push in the corner, you know, they were good. Yeah. And, you know, like uh, I've, I've heard some steer wrestlers talk about I'd rather have a 
one that kind of crazy that you could catch one to be three, then yeah, then one you know one that's kind of right. light to be four. You it's know, it's all about the horsepower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have that to win. Well, so uh, fifteen thousand dollars tonight. Yeah, I'll see me yep. holding that check up here later on tonight. <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about it. Are you so excited, like, like getting up this morning? Did man, you wake I'm up pumped. like, man. I was, I was waiting. I was about to text you guys. Hey, I might be there a little early. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's why I said the worst time for a rodeo is like when the door's open. It's that hour. Yes, You're sitting funny. around like, let's oh, just get it goodness. on. Yes. Well, it's you, the old saying from the Chris Ledoux song. Uh, the, when they, remember the Chris Ledoux song, NFR? Yeah. We had too much time a while ago, but not enough time now. <laughs> That's how I, I feel still this way. Clown would be like, oh, my God, when's the perf going to get here? When's the perf going to get here? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's here. Yeah. So is the horse you're riding, is that your own? Well, that's my uh, big brother, Eddie Taylor's horse. Uh, he had that horse for about five years, and, you know, he started working, and, uh, you know, he was just really sitting around. The kids would ride him, and, you know, he's a dang good barrel horse. Really? Darn good good barrel horse. (laughs) Like, stand up, go get a barrel horse. And I told him, I said, man, let me start rodeoing off this horse. So him and my dad, they trained him, and I took him to a couple of semi-pro rodeos, ACRA, and we did good there. I took him to a couple of amateur rodeos, and my own personal horse, he's at home in the pasture. That's how much I like like the great horse. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you say football or basketball or – any other sport where you try to get your team yeah. fit for, yeah. you know, for different situations. Exactly. So yes. maybe the, you know, because I've seen it where people that are going to ride one horse at a short score like it's, a Corpus, yeah. you're not going to take that and go to one of the big pans where you got to, like right. a Gaiman where you have to sit back exactly. and yeah. see, see right. him go to the end and whatever. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's pretty cool, though, that that is a barrel horse. We, I, yeah. I, a barrel horse, bulldogging horse. But, I mean, it makes I can sense. see that. A barrel horse. But, you know, growing up, though, back in, in our day, like, if you had a bulldogging horse, it all, you might have to rope on him. You yeah. might, your kids might have to do uh, pole bending. Pole bending, like, flag pickup. Back, uh, in, the, back no in, time. <laughs> in my junior rodeo day, like, every family had, like, three horses and four kids, and them horses did every yeah. event. Every event, yeah. That's how it is around my way, yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, who, if you got a couple kids and they're in, you know, all the different youth events, if you had a different horse for each one, you'd have, like, 12-horse gooseneck. Yeah, those horses are expensive. Oh, oh man. A good, a good Especially one. right now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I've seen on a, a Facebook page, like a horse Facebook page, mm-hmm. man, just, like, a good, decent colt. With five, papers, five, yeah, twenty five. Start off with five thousand bucks for yeah. something that's never been touched. Exactly, that's crazy. <laughs> that's why I I like making my own. I'm right. a good horse trainer, so exactly. Yeah, I'll, I I train my own. If it take me two or three, four years, every horse I've ever earned, I trained them. When you start training one, do you ever get to a point where like this horse isn't going to make it for this, so we're going to switch directions? Yeah. And, yes. You know, yeah. like I when I started my, I have a red room. His name is Jughead. That's my main horse. I want a lot of money off of him. And I started him on barrel racing, switched him over to steer wrestling. One day we're in the practice pen. We needed a hazing horse. So, you know what? He's broken up. I hazed some cows on him. He's better on the hazing side than he is on the bulldogging side. Well, do you think, too, <laughs> that that helps a horse's mentality? Yeah, like, I think it, do, it does. Loosens him like, up. Keeps them, keeps yeah. them, keeps their mind focused, and it is like you said, loosens them up. Because like. I've always thought this about like horses, you know. Do you think when they get in the trailer, they're ever like, "All right, are we going like 
20 minutes? Yeah. We go in an hour? Oh, yeah. 10 and hours? 14? <laughs> you think about these horses from the ranch, and then you bring them to Corpus Christi, and you park underneath the overpass and, yeah. you know, ride through the carnival. I yeah, mean, they're like, oh. They're like, what? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So, I mean, for a horse, for horses, you know, uh, mental state to yeah. be like, man, you know, do your job right here. Yeah. All these people are screaming, yeah. which is a cool atmosphere. But even here, yeah. like, even behind where you guys ride the box, it's just you can like tonight. You can feel it. <laughs> tonight's sold out. Yeah. And um, $15,000 on the line. And, and I guarantee nights like this, every, even the animals feel the enthusiasm. Yes. You, they, oh, they, they can feel, feel the energy. Because, like, the horse around a Hancock, he's calm, and he's, he's a broke horse. But when it's time for that moment, I can feel his demeanor. Like, he changes. Like, he's like, okay, he's an athlete. He knows it's time to go to work, and that's what I love about him. <laughs> I love it. Right. One that is ready to go when it's time to go. Yes. So what about this summer? Are you going to take off and go rodeo a little bit, or? Like, what's your – well, hey. this, it's dang near summer now. What, mid-May? Yeah, it's already – I think I'm uh, going to go to a couple of circuit rodeos around the house and might try to make the IPRA finals this year. But other than Man, that – Man, we were talking about that. The, I, the IFR is adding an additional $300,000. Yes. I said, I got to go try that. That's That'll be a smart move. Well, yeah, you know, good. I, I've worked a couple of them, them rodeos, and they're great rodeos. Miami, Oklahoma. Yes, I love that I'm rodeo. I'm going to Harrison, Arkansas yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, man, there's been a lot of great IPRA rodeos. Dale Jurgens done a great job with, yeah. yes, with yeah. that. And, and uh, the coolest thing, too, the IFR at the fabulous Lazy E Arena. Yes, I One love of the that. most iconic. Beautiful. Yes, love it. Great facility. Gonna have a. I really just love going to look at all the stud horses. Really. Oh <laughs> they had my god! Nice red horses there. Oh my gosh! You talk about spinning some dough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they said year in the years and years ago, rich people had cars and poor people had horses. Nowadays, poor people have yeah, cars poor, and rich, rich people, people have. have you horses. heard that? Yeah. <laughs> all, but uh, Lazy is also featuring one of the largest money. Uh, ever youth rodeos okay this year too yep. so that's right the that stampede nice at the one. e okay yeah that should be a nice one so yeah. there, there's so many opportunities anymore for for young kids yeah um you know i'm 41 when i was in high school we had the ifr in shawnee oklahoma oh, yeah do you ever go to shawnee yes sir oh. two different pins. was that not the was that not <laughs> the was, best ever but nice. they had it the dances nice. every night yes, yes. yeah <laughs> but i mean that i won like six grand when i was like a junior there and i was like holy I love it. Smoke. I'm so rich. I'm never going to have to work ever again. You know. Uh, little, little did you know. Well, now, yeah. nowadays, like uh, one of my friends, Shannon Stalls, his son went to one of those ropings in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And his son's like a sophomore, maybe maybe a freshman, won like 16-5. Yes, man. So. I think one of my little partners, uh, Harold Williams, out of uh, somewhere in Texas, he's like nine or ten and he went to one of those big ropings and won a lot of money like kids today can win yeah. 50 grand pretty easy <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're good easy. yeah if well, you're good they could even get into this there's a youth division in the wcra yeah. and so you got guys you know kids guys that are 16 there's a 14 year old last night i think ran the fastest time of the whole rodeo or well now so I think no it was the, it was a girl in the barrel race yeah yeah uh shorty's daughter uh gorham it was shorty uh, gorham's daughter uh, 14 years old runs the fastest time. Yes, and there's been NFR girls here. You know, it's yeah. it's so the youth division uh, opens up a whole new branch to the, to this and and how 
great would that be to, you know, I can imagine, because I loved Bulldog, and I was never good at it, but I did it in high school. I loved it. It was awesome. But I couldn't imagine back in the box, same rodeo as, you know, our next guest, you know, Luke Branquino. Imagine that. Oh, Luke, where he at? He's, he's coming on next. He's out here. Big Luke. He's, yeah, he's, he's probably still uh, eating crawfish. Yeah. But, That's um, one of the guys I grew up watching. Ah, uh, he's Him, the man. Cash isn't he? Myers, all of them. I love him. Oh yeah, o- the, the Oklahoma is uh, it's it's the bulldogging state, you know. Yes, sir. Spud, Pe- Duval, people think, oh, what's Sam. her name? You know, uh, Chakota's claim to fame is, is Carrie Underwood. BS. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Duvals. Yeah, the Duval <laughs> jackpot is coming up here a couple of weeks. You gonna enter that one? Yes, sir. I'll be there. Uh, we were talking before. Oh, here we go. You know who won the Duval jackpot at one time? No, I, I still have the uh, I still have the fast time in the open. Oh well, yeah. Well, don't y'all forget about my guy Chase Crane now. Oh, Chase he, he, Crane. He's, he's still open to the world if anybody want him. Chase Crane, how's how's he not been in the finals? Uh, he's worried. He's been working. That guy is so talented. I'm, I'm talking about pure God-given talent. I mean, he and he's fun to watch because you talk about yeah. shape one up. I'm talking shape. Just don't like, even need a hazer. Yeah, just don't need one. Reach out and grab one. That's, uh, that's one of my guys. I like him, Riley, Shane Fry, Wag. I, I man, just you know about Shane Fry. I I want him to do so good. That guy has done so good yes, to hit you know yes, knee injury right. and this yeah. and that. It's still hard at it. And and if you think about some of those guys with so much in, in any sport, has the talent to go that extra mile mm-hmm. and then steer wrestling. Dang it! The, yes, the old knee deal. I think yeah. everybody I know yes. has got. Trust me. I've yeah. got two new knees. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have no. I got to wear two braces. I know. <laughs> I, you know what? I really wish, I really wish that I would have done that. Yeah. I wish when I first started bulldog and I would have called Don Joy, and got two good knee braces. Yeah. It's it's silly that we don't as well as steer wrestlers. Yeah. As a former steer wrestler. No, no brace. But you know what I'm it saying? Helps. Like because it, <laughs> if you steer wrestle long enough, you're going to be wearing a brace. Yeah. You're going to be wearing one. And you know the when I got hurt. The last time, from my miniature bullfight in oh, Denver. Man. Yep. So you let a little bull get you. Yeah. Oh. A bull half that weighed half as much as he does. You got that video, though. Oh yeah, yeah we I got want to see that video. Oh, yeah. It was a zebu. I outweighed the zebu by fifty pounds. Man. I stepped in a hole. ACL, PCL. Oh man. Double meniscus, spiral fractured tibia. Well, and and with the force of your juke. Plus three hundred five pounds on top of that. Yeah, now, you're I, gonna break something. <laughs> I would say that I threw a fake so hard on a fighting bull that it it blew my leg apart. But uh, you know, um, after that, Don Joy, they're great people, and this is not a sponsored. Yeah, deal, he's but, not paying us. But Don Joy sent me a uh, a knee brace for free, and I mean, got it. It's like one that they measure up. I mean, it's a fourteen hundred dollar knee brace. So even though they don't sponsor the show or have anything to do with it. If you're a steer wrestler, go get some knee braces from Don Joy because they they are truly a, a rodeo oriented uh, good good bunch of people. I'll mm. tell you that. Well, man, it's this, uh, you can't see it on Rump Chat, but that's the knee. Everybody's seen the video. Ooh, no, this is the knee. Oh, yeah, the you knee. You put Sorry. all your weight trying to get away from that boot. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, put yeah all I've your seen it. I, it was bad. The doctor when uh, the doctor that looked at it, Doctor Duchesne, uh, Black Hills Orthopedics in Rapid City. Because I went and did seven more performances the next week at Rapid. And he said something. I didn't know if it was an uh, a insult or a very big compliment. He goes, I don't know if you're the dumbest guy I've ever met or the toughest. <laughs> I took that both. as good. Yeah, I'll take I both. I took that as good. <laughs> yeah, I'll take both. <laughs> but, uh, well, um, 
we just we, we can't thank you enough for coming by, James. I, I and, appreciate uh, the opportunity. Man, good luck to you. You're you're the embodiment of what the WCRA can do to a guy that doesn't and, and can't. You know, I mean, we've all got jobs and stuff like that, and just going down the road until you win some big money. Yeah, and then. Watch out! I want to. I want you. Here to, comes James. I want you to win this. I want you to win the triple crown. Oh, that'd be amazing. Me too. And that's my plan. When you win that million, let's go to the NFR. Rump chat will give you a yes. patch to wear for free. <laughs> like we will we allow you to wear our patch we, to the NFR when we sponsor <laughs> yeah. Jacob Adler and Hunter Cure. Never gave him any money, but made yeah. him wear a patch. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but but, uh, but good luck tonight, brother. We appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate it. We're Thank pulling for you. As soon as you slam that dude, I'm going to be standing by the fence. We're going to high-five it up. Yes, sir. You got to do the rump bump. You got to do the chest bump. The rump bump. bump. Well, good luck tonight, James. All right. We're excited for you. Let's give it up, James Taylor, everyone. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, sir. It's bulldogging day, though, today. Oh, he was just, he was IG live right there. Yeah. Attaboy. Nice. Rump chat. Hey, don't forget uh, right here, local uh, 94.7, come down here. You better hurry up. The crawfish is about done. Uh, Corpus Christi Montessori School. Uh, if you're here in Brewster's, um, there is a lot of good prizes come up and, and, and sign up to, to, uh, to win. Is your guy here? Oh, headphones. Little Jamil Friday out from Oklahoma. Got my boots on tight and my bubble strap. Since shirt smelling good, now I'm sliding out. Pants crease, now I'm hopping out my dually truck. Rodeo, stand by everybody. Man, that boy is tough. Calf rope and pony express riding bulls and stuff. And you know me, I'm sitting clean with Jack in my cup. I'm from Oklahoma. Well, you're not from Oklahoma, but uh, we'd like to welcome our next guest. Uh, we've had him before, but you know. Anytime you get a chance to have this guy on, we got to. But uh, everybody, let's welcome four-time world champion uh, steer wrestler. Five-time, uh, sorry. Five-time, 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 five-time. Six oh, whatever. I'm not an announcer. I don't do day six sheets. Six of Butch Kirby. <laughs> five-time world champion uh, steer wrestler and Hall of Famer Luke Branquino, everybody. Big round of applause. Woo! Not all at once. Everybody okay? They got they got dirty hands. They they're they're eating crawfish. They it's hard, can't it's hard to clap. Not to interrupt you, but when you eat crawfish and then have to use the restroom, wash your hands first. <laughs> oh. lesson, lesson That's learned. a rookie move. Lesson learned. <laughs> There's a lot of people giggling uh, about uh, what you just uh, said right there. Like, Luke, I right. hate to tell you, but that's not why it burns when you pee. Oh. Uh, you uh, can say that on the radio. It's, no. What? It's it's a scientific <laughs> fact. Live on 94.7 Talking Country. Proven. Fact. Hey, Luke. Hey, guys. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing you good. forgot to introduce the other part of Luke's new deal, his TV commentator. Yeah, that's right. Well, he does everything now. I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none is what I think they say. I, well, I, he, he, I think you're great as a commentator. Thank you. I've told Appreciate a lot that. of people because they get mad at us because we don't record regularly. Um, yeah, we still have almost 2 million downloads. So um, We've been doing good this you know, year. Like we've recorded regularly this year so far. Yeah, we've been pretty good. But, uh, but I've, I've, I've turned a lot of people to your podcast. I appreciate that. And that's something that I have actually watched your guys' and learned from and my production team, which I never thought I'd say I had a production team. But I do. It's awesome. You know, it is it, because they do all the work and I just talk. See, that's what I we, – I am the production team. <laughs> well, we both do it, you know, but we have to do everything and set up and tear down – of course, I haven't won five world titles, but uh, <clears throat> how many you got? Two. Now, two. Nice. Congratulations. Wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. How many does he have? 
I don't. I don't like to put a number on buckles. No, you don't. But how? But many if you have? had to, right? Let's just say this way. <laughs> I could wear a new buckle for. You know, I'm not even saying that. Ten. Like, I'm humble. Can you? You have to take your uh, shoes off, right? To count. Well, I mean, he's got ten, and then. Do you have any act? Of the, you haven't won. Yeah. You, yeah. Two. So ten plus two plus three. Two plus that's fifteen. Three Coors Mans. So fifteen. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Fifteen. You're getting right there like Trevor Brazil status. <laughs> no, I nobody's think ever, nobody ever heard of her though. So I think yeah, I'm, she sounds hideous. <laughs> I think I'm I asked Trevor if he wanted to be on her show, and he said no, like straight up no. He like, said, "Ah, better not." So I asked him about mine. He's like, "Man, I got this, this day, this that day." He did, so he left a day out, and I was like, "Well, I got this day open. Uh, let me check my. Uh, I'm busy." Mm-hmm. Yep, Trevor. Well, Tra- I think Travis. He's, I think think he's a little afraid to come on our show for some reason. I think a lot of people are afraid to come on. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. You guys are class act. We don't want to be a class act. Well, especially I'm driving home after the rodeo tonight, so I have not been drinking today, which normally I would be. But does it help, like, get the word out how you want to talk when you drink on the show? Like, does it loosen you up a little bit? It does. It does. And I'm sorry I need chemicals for that to happen, but. I don't. I'm, should, don't apologize. Don't apologize. I, I just like great. it. I think it's great. I like the way it makes me tingle. <laughs> Plus, um, I, I like having one at an outdoor bar like. Oh, this is. Street. I mean, how? It's a Saturday. There's crawfish. It smells delicious in here. You guys didn't have any, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You sure? You did have some. They ate it all. Luke I, did. I, they Dang said it. it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I watched you come in. As the first thing you did was getting in line. Well, I did, but then they set some more in front of me. And who's? I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. I know it smells so good. It's great. Speak, wait, speaking of eating, my man. I talked to his wife last night in the hallway for a long time. Oh yeah. Mm. I'm so proud of you. You're down what? Twenty? Twenty-one. We're my gonna, man. We're going to get on that same stuff. I'm on it. I know. Because I was talking to my wife. I said, "Man, Luke looks great." You know, I wonder what he's working out and all that stuff, but. So, I've been I've been diabetic for twenty plus years. Correct. I've I didn't been, know that. You didn't know that. You didn't. Have didn't you not that. listened to an announcer in the last twenty <laughs> years? He's fighting diabetes. The only one I, the I've ever heard that was about Matt Reeves. How he has a pump nope. in his pocket. Well, that's because all the other bulldogs make fun of him because he can't control it. Oh, oh. I shouldn't have said that. Is that going to go on? Sorry, Matt. I just know talking to some of the guys that you. Well, have, it's not Matt's fault. It, no, it's not. Yeah, it just it's part of it's part of living. Yeah, or kind of living. <laughs> it's making sure. So anyway, making so sure you've been, you've been fighting diabetes for twenty years. Twenty years. My doctor put me on Ozempic pen a couple years ago. No, it's been about four years ago, and my dose was real low. So I mean, it gets to the point where it doesn't do any good at a low dose. So about uh, three months ago, no, four months ago, my math's off, but about say five months ago. Let's just use that number. Okay. Uh, I got on a higher dose, and it really ha- did help me as far as my appetite, not eating as much, and my insulin resistance being better. So. You know, that, that helped tremendously, but just being able to cut out the crap that you put in your mouth. And it's hard rodeoing. Oh, I'm, my God. 20-some years I've, I was doing it, and you get to the truck stop, man, I just want something fast, easy, and tastes good. Go to the roller. Go to the old <laughs> chicken roller things. <laughs> the tornadoes. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. Talk about, anyway, I'm oh. going to get into how those make you feel. Yeah. But, hurt my tum-tum. Yeah, right. Uh, but I got on that, and man, it, it, talk about make me feel better. I've lost forty-five pounds. I was I'm telling you, I was two hundred and eighty-three pounds uh, January seventh. I went to my doctor, my diabetes doctor, and um, got the diabetes. Diabetes, <laughs> Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now I'm down two thirty, two thirty-five. I'm in a size thirty-three to thirty-four waist jean. Haven't been there since 
ever. That means two, he can two. carry a bigger hammer because he doesn't have so much weight. That's in right. his hammer pocket. But, yeah, your cargo pants. But yeah, and they're not cargo <laughs> pants. They are carpenter jeans. It's like you listen to my wife and then just throw it on me to make fun of me. I'm not making fun. I think those are great, especially with that hammer pocket. No one's got That's any cargo carpenter pants jeans. since Nam. Come on. Yeah, right. Exactly. But anyway, I'm proud of you because you get on it. You're feeling better, obviously. I mean, I don't. How much were you if you don't mind talking and telling everybody? I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this number, but I will. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, after Austin, I was 361. Wow! Oh my God, that's not. Don't laugh. Look, at, I was now. What a jerk! I was 341 when I left last week. That's that's awesome. Yeah, man. and it just it'll keep falling off. I mean, I honestly, to, that's a. Yeah. Give him a round of applause, guys. He, that's, does, that's, he does look that's good. not easy. Yeah, thank you. Um, I can finally, my niece got me this shirt two years ago, and I've never been able to wear it because my belly falls out the bottom. Not no more. I'm now wearing my Ponca City Girls Wildcat Soccer well, T-shirt. It, it, that, plus he's not drinking 82 seltzers a day. That always helps. Yeah. But they're seltzers. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Turns yeah, but, out. but they're only yeah, but they're only they're you know, low calories. But when you have sixty of them, <laughs> yeah. If you have a health bar that's a hundred calories, and then you eat really bad, and then have twenty. But you know the funny thing is, even about my weight, I never had any health issues. Like I, I have to go to two full uh, physicals a year with uh, for, for my hazmat uh, CDL, and then for my just checkup. So like. My blood work and everything is great. I've never, I mean, physically, even my doctor goes, I don't know how you're doing it, but you're, you're in good health. Is that an Oklahoma doctor? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. That is Dr. John Holden, Ponca City, Oklahoma. <laughs> no, but it no, is I'm, awesome. And we're gonna, I, I'm going to get, I, I need to do something. You know, I've, I've always, uh, you know, been, uh, what was the uh, genes I used to get in the track? Rustlers. Husky. I, I was always. I've been in the husky section since uh, about sixth grade. So, well. you know, do you feel like you could go back to bulldogging after losing all this weight? Uh, yes, but no. What about it? What about if you got the exemption at the American? Oh yeah, definitely. I, yeah, definitely. See, you're not that far removed. Anymore. Yeah, from it, really. Yeah. It's not like you know when Donnie when they were trying to get Donnie Gay to get back didn't on. You, you ran a couple a while back, didn't you? I did. I shoot dogs. So my oldest son Cade started. You know, been shoot dogging, and he's going to be a freshman. So. I retired, and I'm still looking for bulldogging horses because he said, Dad, I want to start jumping steers. I'm like, are you sure? we got a baseball bat and some golf clubs. He's like, no, I think I want to start jumping steers too. I'm like, okay. So yeah. now I'm looking for a bulldogging horse. But, yes, I did. I shoot dogs some steers. There was a it was funny, fun story for me. There was a steer that kept hanging up. And when I'm talking about bulldogs like Justin Schaefer and Tucker Allen and those guys. Bridger Anderson was all their Schaefers where we practice now since I'm a Texan. And uh, the steer kept coming around and hitting on a leg, hanging up. And I've watched him for about two weeks going, I can get that one to hit. And they're like, well, prove it. Well, prove it. Finally, I get in there and I proved it. So, yeah, I do feel good. Like, you know, it's, it's like riding a bike. So, but no, as far as jumping steers, unless I got the American exemption, wouldn't happen. Yeah, you know, I, I think that should happen. It's funny how, like, um, rodeo people, <laughs> like, even me with my kids, they're wanting rodeo. I'm like, oh, man. Like, isn't it weird that we've made our lives doing it and then... When our kids want to know, you're like, you sure? You sure about that? Right, right. You, don't you have friends that want to play ball it, with you or something? Do you feel pressured, like, to that your kids are going to have to be the best since you were the best? No. I, and I've been straightforward with, but like. Don't you feel pressure for your kids a little bit? Because, like, could you imagine, like, when, when Trevor's son roped at that deal and everyone's, uh, like, just watching him? 
Oh, yeah. Like, and it's not like he's just a kid. Right. But, like, I felt pressured for, or for him and Trevor both. You know, because you want your kids to do great, but also you don't want to be that weird psycho sports parent. Right. No, for sure. And, and that's one thing I told Cade and, and Jameson and Bear don't, he don't give a shit about anything anyway. So he, whatever. <laughs> give a hoot. We're on the radio. Give a hoot. Hoot? Yeah. Oh, shout out. Is that a hoot? What's a hoot? Yeah. Th- We're live on the radio. Oh, so we can't say the bad word. Yeah. yeah. A hoot. Don't give a hoot. <laughs> a hoot. I didn't know we were live. You didn't tell me this. I, I have announced it three times. Apparently, you haven't been listening. No, I've been stuffing my face with crawfish. That's true. Anyhow. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. Did anybody hit the beat button? <laughs> I don't know. It don't matter. Okay. Uh, I told him, you know, I said, you guys, whatever you decide to do, I'm going to support you if you want to steer wrestle. Don't. I mean, yeah, that's a lot pressure put on him. You know, you got to work hard to get where I'm at. It just doesn't come to you. I mean, it's just not given. You know, so you got to work hard. And, you, and to get to where I'm at, you may never get there. I mean, it, I put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Very fortunate, very lucky. But you just you do what you can do to be the best that you can be. That's what I tell them. Well, I mean, if you think about what you've done, most people don't even – think how many people don't make the NFR, that that was their goal, to make the NFR. Or make it once, and, and, and that's it. And, and that's, Which is a great feat. Right. I mean, that's a huge feat. But, but, but to get there and win the world multiple times, it, five. Just, it just doesn't really happen to most people. You know, I mean, if you, I, I was looking back through that book of world champions, and the, the funny thing is it seems like there is people that once they start winning, they win. Yeah. And then it'll be like one guy slip in there and then, you know, kind of like that. But, I mean, to win multiple times, and, like, I'm not even, I've never made the finals in, in the steer wrestling, but, you know, Going to the youth rodeos with my kids, people be like, "Well, I thought we, I thought you would have better horses for them girls to ride and be in a rodeo." Like, man, my girls' horses are awesome. They may not be the best barrel horses, but you could rope a bull in the middle of downtown Corpus and they won't spook. Right? You know, I mean, we're riding ranch horses because I'm not. I don't want my kids right now to worry about winning. I want them to have fun. Well, and that's it. Growing up, and I'm sure you guys were the same way. We weren't on rodeo horses. We were on ranch horses first that we trained to be rodeo horses. My first bull exactly. horse, you can go brand a, you know, 200 head of calves on him, go gather cattle, ride him in a parade. It didn't matter. Then I'd take him to the rodeo and, and bulldog on him. Well, yeah. I, I mean, the heel, our, my healing horse was our calf rope horse. And then later on, the girls would get on him and go run poles on him. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, ah, that's the way it was at our house. We had two. We had, we had, at the most, we had three horses at the most. Right. And we did, my brother and I both used these horses, did all three events. Well, and you can get wrapped up in spending so much money on these horses for these kids. And who, who, who knows, maybe in two years, they don't give a hoot about rodeo you. anymore. You know, they just, and so now you have so much wrapped in it, up in it because they didn't have fun. It was all about winning. And don't get me wrong, you want to win. You want to be a winner in life. But you also have to enjoy it and have fun. And like you said, people, you show up and you have those critics out there that you rodeo, you should have a better horse for your kids, oh, you the, know. And we've talked about youth rodeo here a lot, but it's getting more intense. And I want to put something else out there. Why in the world at these youth rodeos is everybody so worried about year-end awards? <laughs> have you ever seen anybody professional rodeoing with a saddle that says uh, NWOJR 7-9 to nine champ? No, you're right. Nobody ever uses those saddles. No. They get the cheapest saddles so they can give away 72 saddles. 
so these kids will have, uh, and when they charge a thousand, they want each kid. So for one association, each kid had to bring in a thousand dollars in sponsorship. Holy hoot! Yes, <laughs> holy hoot is right. So three grand, and then uh, the membership was two hundred a kid. So there's thirty six. Oh, wow. So you're thirty six hundred by the time you get to the finals, and then if you don't win big, you win a bucket. <laughs> it's the most expensive with bucket. Coo- with koozies? <laughs> yeah, you get, no, just a bucket with a cheap plaque. deal. That, with No, not even a plaque, just a sticker that says. Oh, the sticker. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Seventh place. Youth rodeo. Ribbon, goat ribbon tied thing. thing. Yeah, that thing. But, you know, I mean. I so can, do you, um, I mean, my dad, it didn't matter. Like, he actually was happy. I remember, when, I'm never forget, I don't know why I remember this, but I, I was so nervous about asking if I'd, I had to go rope, and I want all my buddies were going to the pool, and I wanted to go to the pool, and I remember I was so nervous, but I asked him, and he, he didn't care. He was happy because he got to use horses, because he was always <laughs> loading cattle and running the chutes, and my brother and I were roping, but he actually got to rope. So uh, people ask me all the time, "What's Gus gonna do in the rodeo?" You know, and I'm like, "He's gonna have a suite. <laughs> He's gonna be a sponsor. He's gonna be right. a sponsor." And be successful, but no, I mean, there's no pressure. I, no. I, I, I love this life, but I would never force it upon anybody. Well, and and I mean, I guess for it would never was forced upon us. Maybe Correct. it was you guys. I don't know. No, but him maybe. Maybe no. <laughs> nah, wasn't forced. If I if I told my dad I wanted to go to the moon, he would have tried to help me build a rocket. Like well, he for was, sure. He never, my, my parents never made me do anything. The only thing they did is if you said you were going to do something, you followed through. Yep. Yeah. You didn't, you know, I'm going to rodeo. Okay, well, we're halfway through the season. I'm going to quit. I'm going to do this. No, we're, we're finishing. Absolutely. But they were always there 100%, whether it was baseball, rodeo. You know, I didn't play much football. But any, anything we wanted to do, they were there 100%. And I think that's what, you know, every great cowboy or great athlete has had that type of parental my support. My dad, um, this is a good Bronk reference story. My dad was the same way. Like, if you start something, you don't quit. My senior year of high school, I get to, you know, April, and I'm a senior, and I'm ready to be done with school. And, you know, my track coach was kind of – I didn't really like him. And, and so – Wait, he, wait, wait, wait. He said track coach. Oh, yeah. So you were shot put? No, I did a <laughs> – Oh, no, it's, he had wheels over here. It's all wheels. Oh, I've well, seen it. Believe it or not, I uh, I jumped six foot one in high school in high jump. No, and can verify it. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna see. I mean, I'm gonna need to see the judges sheets on this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, oh, here he goes. Google. <laughs> Justin Rumper. Oh, we're looking it up. Abbeville Panthers. Happy. It was Fairfield Falcons. Fairfield are we calling, Falcons. Are we calling somebody bad. for? Hold on one second here. But I didn't want to. <laughs> You're calling your mom. She'll verify this. Hey, Mom. Hey, Justin. Hey, uh, can you please verify? You're on Rump Chat right now with me and Luke Branquino and Hambone. Did I not yeah. jump six foot one in high jump at Long for, or St. John, Kansas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. We yeah. got it. Thanks, Mom. Bye. <laughs> oh. Anyhow, so I went to the office and I told my track coach I quit. Like, I don't want to be on your team. I'm not going to do all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to run. Pretty right. much pretty much said, screw you. I'm done. And I leave. I get home. And my dad's like, what are you doing here? Doesn't track practice get out at 545? I'm like, I quit. And he's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I'm like, I sure did. He's like, get in the truck. I'm like, oh, crap. So my dad drives me back down to school. And I have to go tell 
the track coach that I don't quit. Oh. But I showed them both because I put out zero effort <laughs> the rest of the year. So you went from six foot one to four two. Elevate like I, can't I would out. just sit in the middle of the, the football field with my track team and eat sandwiches and make fun of people and <laughs> hold hot chicks starting blocks and you know. Oh man, you know <laughs> the track meets and everybody, all the contestants in the middle of the, in the on the football most of them right. on a football field. Right. Those are great times. My uh, my nephew, uh, which would be uh, Drum Sneeberger's son, Hammer, Jace. Jace actually is one of the top calf ropers in the state of Oklahoma in high school. And he made Oklahoma 6A track in two events. Well, and the other nephew is a hammer thrower and going to the University of Arkansas? Yeah. Yeah, Jaden is a uh, going to D1 track, throwing the shot put and the, the hammer throw. Yeah, so. Wow. Uh, track stars in the family. I'm just telling you. Me was the original track star. Then it goes down. <laughs> it goes know. to Haley. No, nah, Haley won too. Much. How about Ty? <laughs> I don't know if Ty knows what a track is. <laughs> Ty thinks a track is something on a DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah. In a good way. In a Do good they way. still have DVD? Anyway. No, they CD, don't. Tracker room would be on a DVD. Right. Which is funny because this low-level band the other night gave me a CD for free. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do with this. I don't. My truck doesn't even have. Well, my 2010 has a CD player. but And a leak. Hambo, a funny story. When he called his mom right there. I'm going to bring up a Billy Buganig story. We oh, all love, love Billy, Billy Buganig, B. Right? So we, I, we were rodeo somewhere and. I probably did something mean to him, and he called me a son of a bee. I'm like, Billy, why'd you just call my mama the B word, which you can't say because we're on radio. We're on 94.7 Talk I Country. Know, I don't know if that's a radio or a word we could say on radio. Anyway, I'm not going to say it. Good. So, <laughs> so it's 1030 at night. I call my mom up, and, like, and she's asleep, you know, dead asleep. I wake up. She's like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? I was like, yeah, but, Mom, I got a question for you. If Billy called me a son of a bee, does that make you a bee? And she got so mad at me. <laughs> you that waking waking her up for stupid reasons, but that just reminded me of that. And Billy's like, "Oh, Luke, I can't believe you did that." Anyway. I like to call my mom just you know because I most of my stuff is straight. It just sounds like it couldn't be right. That's I mean that's true. I can like imagine I, being your mom and your phone ringing and or her phone ringing and it's your name and just not knowing what is going to come out. Is just gonna like, come out just like this. Just like the other day. You probably haven't heard the podcast. We brought it up a lot, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But the other day at San Angelo, when a lady died in front of me, when I was supposed to be Did in the you hear arena, this story? no, true story. Like really died? She yes. died. Like at San Angelo, on she, Amanda Sanders, the secretary's floor. They, I mean, they come bringing her out of the stands, and she's flopping around. This lady is gone. Mama, mama, gone. And so they're. This lady screams at me in the hall because I went through the hall to go up in the stands for the Yeti Fan of the Night giveaway. And this lady grabs me. She's like, get on your microphone and tell, call for an ambulance. And I'm like, I can't do that. She's like, well, for one, when I go to the hall, I'm muted. Right. You know, and for two, could you imagine Hambone and Boyd's face if they don't see me? And we have Jay Corkill about to rope, and I'm like, call for an ambulance. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't. And I'm call. in his ear going, hey, Bear, come on back out, bud. He's like, come right. on you back know, out. And here comes, we this, need you. here comes this dead lady. And and so I'm like, what the hell? So I follow them in there, and they put her down on the floor. And Hammond's, rump, rump. And I'm like, he is not going to believe. Well, because I, 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 I thought he was in there maybe having a seltzer well, or two right. in the old locker room. Right. And I was like, no one is going to believe me that this lady. They brought her back to life. Oh, so she's not dead. 
She was. Mama, come back. She, she was dead for five minutes. And it was, I wish we could have had a video in there because it was a whole scene. I, I get, and I'm, of course, I'm hearing this from two or three different people, but, but Amanda said, like, they asked the husband, like, does, he, does she have any, you know, uh, medical history, uh, you know, illness or medical illnesses? And he can't hear. And this, some other guy, must have been a daughter, goes, oh, he don't know nothing. <laughs> and this guy goes, what'd they say? And the guy goes, does she have any medical ailments? Oh, she's got a lot of things wrong with and that, her. And that's her husband. That's, and she's just <laughs> laying there. Well, I mean, let's talking look. to St. Peter at the pearly gates. St. Pete, you're going to have to wait. The team roping ain't over. Well, I'm glad they she brought made her, it. When they brought <laughs> her back to life, she asked for a beer and to go back to the rodeo. She was mad because uh-huh. they took her to the, to the hospital. She wanted to finish her beer and watch the rest of the rodeo. That's but, impressive. But, now, okay. that's a fan of rodeo. That okay, is a fan of only an Angelo. <laughs> but would anybody Angelo believe me? If there was no witnesses and I were to say, when they go, where were you? Uh, well, nope. I was standing there and a lady. I would not have believed you. Uh, a lady died and they put her in the secretary's office and then she came back to life and was upset and then she left in an ambulance. They shut up, rope. Right. I never. I, like, I, mean, I wouldn't have believed him. I didn't believe him right here until you it's verified true. it. And the best thing is Riley, <laughs> ten year old or 12, 12, 10 or twelve, oh, year old, little, little girl. Amanda's little girl steps over on Mama. He's <laughs> like, "What are you doing here?" She goes, "I wanted to be quiet. I thought you were drawing." <laughs> <laughs> Just steps over the. Just steps over. The me. funniest part Excuse is they now. took her to the secretary's <laughs> office. Like that's gonna fix anything. And sorry, our, our listeners on Rump Chat. We, we've I think that's the third or fourth time we've told that story, but it just it just blows my mind that that happened during the rodeo. Right, but. Even more so, she came back to life. She came back. We should do a check on Mama. You should. Get her on the show. <sighs> oh, man. If, if she come back to the rodeo, we're going to make her the Yeti fan of the night. You Damn better, sure. <laughs> sure, better, damn. Yeah. That's okay. I'm talking about the, the water yeah. holder, not the actual bad The word. beaver. Right, yeah. the beaver dam. <laughs> Beaver. So oh, how wow. is retirement going? Are you loving it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been good. I mean, this last week, I actually felt like I was on kind of a spring break. Um, took my wife to the Kentucky Derby. Saw that. Amazing. Thought I'd hate it. Loved it. Had met some great friends. Um, then we went from there. I flew home Sunday. And this, I'm just telling you my short little like, That's all right. retirement, why, you know, what the fun things I do. And then uh, flew home for 20-some hours, or not even 20 hours, 12 hours. Got on a plane, flew to California for the Rancheros Vistadores ride, which, uh, yeah. Have you been I'm, up there? Four times. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I you love need it. You to go, too. I've been invited several times, just never been able to rodeo yep. make it. I've gone four times. It's awesome. Yeah, got I to hang out with Anthony Lucia. Yeah, we lost in the uh, bocce ball tournament. It was his fault. But yeah, anyway, who that. took Anthony? Oh, it, Reno. Uh, yeah. So then I flew home. And then for another 10 hours, I was home, not even. No, I wasn't even home 10 hours. Let's say eight hours just right there. Get in the car, go to Frisco for Cody Johnson's after party at the AMC's and hang out with him and his wife. Uh, my wife, Lindsay, dress, to help dress Brandy. So we get an invite to Very that beautiful. Deal. Very beautiful. Yeah, my wife is. Thank you. Yep. Um, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, me too. Anyway. True story. So, I mean, that's like my retirement. I get to do these fun things. But the only thing that sucks about that is they still cost money. <laughs> you know, it's not like you just retirement and the whatever. And I did get a picture with Pat Mahomes. You what? Did? Yeah, here. Let me show you. This guy's going to be super jealous right here. Okay, well. Pat Mahomes. Don't be super jealous. Just be a little jealous. But he did smile at me. How about his brother? Did you get to meet his, did you get to meet his awesome brother? He's, he's in trouble, Jackson Mahomes. Yeah, but he, he's out of jail now. Dang. I was that close to him. He smiled at my camera. Oh. You, All you listeners. You weren't you with him. 
I was from me to you from him. That's yeah, like but it wasn't. He wasn't him. like, "What up, Luke?" No, he did. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That was a complete lie. That's the Kentucky Derby when people that don't care about horse racing all year get together to watch. That's no joke. When die-hard horse racing people. Okay, you know he he spent some time with Sean Davis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and at, at the track, so he is now. The, he, he considers himself, he used to. I watch horse racing almost he, every he, he day. Could, he could literally handicap horse so races. So did you bet on it? Did you win? So, I'm still no, on a betting Let me freeze. tell my story. I'm going to mute you. Um, <laughs> Albuquerque one year, you know, the, the track right there at, at, the, uh, at the park. Yeah. And we all, we had two days off. Is your guy here? Yep. He okay, muted good. himself. We're going to talk about you. Um, so he, he just thought he was the best handicapper. <clears throat> so we all go. This guy. This guy. We had two days off, so we go and drinking beer, day drinking, and watching a horse race. He won zero dollars. I won a couple hundred. He won nothing. He was so mad because he had spent time with Sean Davis. Oh yeah, so he knew that he knew the industry. I know. He, he knew it. everything. Hmm. I so I, this was me, but horse race betting, and I'm not very good at it. Obviously, I always put ten dollars on the underdog. Underdog long shot. I call them underdogs. They call them long shots on the track, but same difference. I won zero too. So. You know the trick is, is is whatever horse pees in the paddock. Oh, is that the trick? That's my trick. Did you? He's and relaxed. You and you won. And I won that day. So here's another thought. Dog racing, too. I'm really good at that. So if I take, say there's 10 horses on the track, right? Yeah. I put $10 on every horse to win. <laughs> so you win no money. No. No, no, no. One of them's going to win. Yeah, but you don't and cover your ever bets, though. Well, maybe not, but the majority of the time, not the majority of the time, Say 50-50, the long shot does win. So you have a 50-50 chance of making money. So this is kind of turning me into something I, I kind of want to talk about. Um, with you, it's just hit me. You know, sports betting has gotten huge. Like, I mean, ever since they've legalized it, um, which on that case, they ought to let Pete Rose in now. Agreed, 100%. They ought to let him in. Um, but <sighs> that's actually in my Hall of Fame speech. Anyway, go ahead. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats on that again. Uh, but um, I mean, I know you'd have to. You could do it. We, uh, Roy Lemel did it at the at the Cinch uh, uh, deal in um, in Vegas. The the we had a two or three year, three years at the Orleans, and he got former professionals in each event and the contract, and they would handicap basically. Right. Would put odds on the matchups. I mean, I, I guess just off the top of my head, I don't know. I mean, could you do that in the tournament too? Could it could it be possible to bet on rodeo? Uh, I mean, I, I know yeah. we do Calcuttas and stuff, but I mean, there's a lot of variables. I mean, you take it. Let's let's just break it down in the team roping. You have what four brains? No, I'm sorry, two, four, six, five brains: header, healer, horse, horse, mm -hmm. steer. You have a rope, two ropes. You have a gate man. You have so many variables. I think you could, but handicapping it might be tough. I mean, when, yeah. Jun when Junior and, and Caleb back in the box, like, okay, this is pretty much a guaranteed win right here, okay? But there's the variables on top of that with the animals, livestock. But and not knowing the draw, here's the deal, not knowing the draw until an hour and a half before, you really couldn't set your odds until, until then. after the draw. Which is possible. And I think, I guess you would just have to do in the tournament. It's just an over and under. I think so, yeah. Probably I mean, so. just do an over-under, 4-2, over-under, and bet that. Right. Because um, I think it would be awesome. And you talk about a huge revenue generator. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gambling is always a huge revenue generator. That's I why mean, the lights are still on in Vegas. Well, we did, you know, they, they, they legalized in the state of Texas, you could do the 50-50s. 
and we raised over $50,000 in Angelo. A $20 ticket, nobody claimed it. Seriously? Nobody claimed it on a $20 ticket. We had guys spending thousands of dollars. Had a couple, uh, one, of our, one of our board members. Right. He, uh, you know, it was going to a good cause. It's going right. to the foundation. Anyways, and so he's like 2500 bucks and, and, and 50-50. Wow. The jackpot was twenty six grand. Nobody claimed it. So now we get, you get all of it. Which so, is awesome. But that's a form of betting. Right. There's Calcutta's all the time in jackpots mostly oh, yeah. and everywhere. And everywhere. So I think it would be huge if you could if you could figure it out and I think an over under would be your best and easiest way in uh, in the tide events. And then of course the stock draw they know Oh god, that's a whole nother conversation. Oh yeah. yeah. Getting getting to know the rough stock guys getting to know their their draw what two weeks out two weeks yeah i think so what's your opinion on that well we always talk about you know people complaining a bitching about turnouts but i've always said if you draw the stock draw their pin so they know what horses are in their pin and then draw them like they do the timed events an hour and a half before uh but i do think there would have to be a lot of work from the uh, event rep making sure they got weeded out all the can we say crap? Crap yep. horses? Yeah. yeah. Just can't say poop. Yeah. Anyway, weed out all the junk, you know, and there's always going to be a couple better than the others. But you know if Casey Field, uh, Leighton Berry, Cole Reiner are up in the perf and there's four good horses out of six or out of ten, okay, well, if they don't draw one of those four, and I do, I have a chance to beat them. So, yeah, I'm going to go show up. I think it cuts down on your turnouts. You being, uh, uh, you know, the head there of San Angelo, congratulations on that. Thank you. Such a successful rodeo. I've had a lot of success. I love that rodeo. It's amazing. Your clown needs a little work, but other than that, it's fine. Oh, it's okay. you're back. Oh. He's back. That's okay. He's not, I, I didn't hire him back, so it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I'm going to Logandale again. <laughs> uh, but I think that would help a bunch, you know, as far as turnouts, which I don't know if you guys run into that problem at Angelo. but Still, at a 45,000 at a rodeo, yeah. you know, there's still some, some turnouts, you know. It's well, what like, are your thoughts on it? I, I, I look at it for more like the Sydney, Iowa's, you know, the small town rodeos that these guys are doing everything they possibly yeah. can. You know, and, and squeezing every dollar they can out of a small community to compete with bigger rodeos that are add more money to get these guys. And you get there, and you got some good guys. You know, and say most rodeos, and no matter the prize, most a lot of rodeos. You know, you, you got four or five bareback riders up. Well, three of them in a buddy group, they turn out. Now right. you're down to two, and it's just it's so hard. Yeah. I, I it, mm, it's very hard. I don't know. I think walk-up replacements, bareback riding is just non-existent. Well, because you don't have the numbers it's of bareback non- riders. No, I, I, I really think, I mean, a few times in the bronc ride, but mainly bull ride, you know, bull yeah. riders. But that's just, that's going to be at a, a special event, right. an extreme bulls. Yeah. You know, there's guys that are in, they, they're just hanging around, and four or five spots open up, bam, there you go. Well, I mean, but, you look at the numbers in the bareback ride, and then obviously you look at guys like Bobby Moe. Why would you want to look like him after done riding bareback horses? I mean, just... I don't know if he heard you. Uh, yeah, he heard he me. He picked really his head up. Uh, oh, we can't hear you. Uh, yeah, turn it yeah. up. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave yeah. it there. You know, but that's such a rough event. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, I wish we had more. I bet the associations wish we had more. But I don't know. I don't know that you ever get those numbers really drove up there. I, I think it's on the up and up right now. There's oh. a lot of good young guys. For sure. Again, it's just, it's so, it's, uh, it's hard to train. Yeah. It's hard to learn. Not everybody can be, you know, like Rocker and have availability to have an arena 
and just nice 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 horses nice to go horses. get your confidence up. Casey Field never got on a bucking horse until he was 16. But he did the same way. Yeah, they right. modeled Rocker after Casey's training. They got him on horses. He could go out and make good spur rides, get his confidence up before, you know, like, you know, my God, how it used to be. And they get on, you know, just stock contractors running four-year-old colts and just break the eggs of these kids before they even yeah. get a chance. But here's the issue with that. Here's what, what the bad thing is. It's hard to find people that will, you know, for the kids that will keep them old horses that don't buck. Right. You know, and so it's that I know that's that's part of the deal because there was a lady that wrote a Facebook article about, you know, what was going on in Kansas. They're like, these horses are too much for these kids. Well, it's hard for a guy to go, you know what, I'm going to a right now is four hundred and fifty dollars a ton and I'm going to keep 20 head of horses that I can't take anywhere else. Right. Uh, so I can go to a youth rodeo and not make a dollar. Yeah, it makes a hundred dollars an out if that's right. seventy five probably. You know, so I mean, it's just. The, it, it's hard, and it's not really anybody's fault. It's just a situation. $4 diesel, $450 a ton hay. Right. No rain. Yeah. No well, grass. Well, and, you know, God bless those Facebook warriors. You got to love them that, you know, always sit there, criticize, and, you know, they don't know the ins and outs of the industry. And I know, speaking with your wife again yesterday, how you guys get criticized for people that don't know the inner workings of our industry. You know, like you, that she was saying that people get on there and say, we're tired of hearing Rumford. We're tired of hearing. Well, let's just be happy we have rodeo on TV, folks. That's a, I've said it a million times. You know? And I don't ever get tired of hearing you. Even if I hear that thing the hundredth time in a row, it's amazing to hear you change your voice every time. I try, but, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of perfs. But I just. It, it, well, that's the thing. He's very good at his job, and so he's booked everywhere. Exactly. But in, so so in sorry. Our, he's booked at big rodeos. Except you know? that one where he said the committee guy sucked. I can't remember that one. Arkansas was Arkansas. Oh, Cross at Arkansas. Cross it, no, yeah. I'll say that every day. <laughs> Screw that place. <laughs> I will never go back to CrossFit. Well, he said you would oh. never go back anyway. Yeah, so. Good. But, but I, I just, it, <laughs> it bugs me the, the criticism the industry gets, and, and I'm talking about you and all the, you know, announcers and clowns. We have options to be on TV. Let's be thankful for that. Or, or the there was an old, uh, older lady the other night that was talking about the stock. She's like, I think these horses have just been terrible at Guyman. <laughs> and I'm like. Took 92 points to win it in a bareback ride. 92 points. And she's 87 like, was like third or fourth. She's like, the right boys, They there was one that wasn't even 80. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, 86-year-old grandma from Sanderson, Texas. <laughs> Sorry that you've been on so many bareback horses that you can criticize. You so let's, uh, let's talk about TV. This is going to be on CBS June 4th. I think 1 o'clock on June 4th. That um, sounds right. Something like that. You're here doing some commentary. Uh, Lindsay Sumter. Lindsay Rosser Sumter. Hyphen. Is, uh, hyphen. 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 Married to an old blockhead bulldogger herself. Away. Um, so, uh, got a great crew there. Uh, Creed Roberts, great announcer. He's, he's uh, kind of, he's the straight man. Um, in the booth. In the booth. Straight, man. He's straight? Uh, yep. Um, straight up in the booth. Yep. And it's not a cover-up. Um, no, I met his wife. Yeah. So uh, tell us about, like, like, these WCRAs and the money it's brought into uh, to, to the sport. Oh, they're amazing. I, I've been fortunate enough to be able to be on both sides of it when, when it first started as a contestant. And, and you got to be crazy not to nominate rodeos and then not have to travel to that rodeo you nominate, not have to spend any extra fuel 
any extra, you know, anything extra. You just put some money down, and whenever you win, you win there, and you win points to qualify. You know, for these contestants that are suspect or, you know, that I don't know what their thought process is of not doing it, it's nuts to me because you don't have to, and I just said that, you don't have to pay any more to get to them. You're just paying a little bit extra to, to nominate them. Then you get to come to great events like this where you have a chance to win $15,000. You know, how does that not make sense? You know? I know. And what they've done as far as growth for the youth has been so impressive too. And now being on the TV side of it, getting more exposure to the rodeo athletes and to our industry. Thank, you know, thankfully, Gary McKinney, Bobby Moe, Scott Davis, everybody, the whole crew, WCRA, are still forging ahead with with this and, and making yeah. it great. And the Again. women's rodeo. And that, yeah, that women's yeah. rodeo in Fort Worth, it's like, I don't know how much it was, $500,000 added women's rodeo. Right. Well, it's they, good. No, it's no, good. That, they, they, uh, they're, you know, they're spreading the love, and it helps a guy win some money at a few events and then can go pro road, go PRCA and just go hammer up and down the road. And here's another one, the million dollar Reliance Ranch or the, the triple crown rodeo bonus. Yeah. You know, you win three events and you're eligible for the million dollars. And then the, we talk about nominating, getting the most points for the, the VRQ. So that's, I mean, in your career, did you ever win three rodeos in a year? Right, I mean, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we've seen it with RC Landingham. Uh, last year and got that million dollar check and held it up and if that's not motivation for any young athlete or somebody that rodeos for a living guys i don't know what is yeah yeah i mean especially the guys that don't rodeo for a living oh yeah exactly just like like james James, you know uh yeah we just had james on and you know he's a steel worker and can go and get a chance at winning big time money and not have to like i said can nominate you know jackpots yeah Nominate anything, so it's a pretty cool deal. Well, and we've seen in the call that a lot of college athletes out last night in the performance. They can nominate their college rodeos, and if they're any good at college rodeos, they can get a pile of points right there because usually it's two head average. So yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, I think Rump, when when you get dropped down back to fighting weight, which not saying you're not in fighting weight. No, I'm not there yet. When you do, you and I should have a bulldogging match. Okay. Yes. Oh my God! I suppose I could beat you one more time. <laughs> but we we can shoot dog. Yes. Yeah, we start off, yeah. Yeah. I, I think please I, do that? You know what? Honestly, though, this is true, and everybody's like, oh, whatever. But I would like to lose enough weight because I never formally retired. I just quit entering. And <laughs> the clowning deal started so fast. Right. Like, my transition went bam, bam. I never got to run my last one. And I would like to run one more. Where are you going to enter? Where do you think it'll be? Man, I don't know. Abbeville, Kansas. Yeah. Place where it all started. That's where you run your first one? Yeah. I ran my first one there in 1998. Wow. Be cool to run my last one there. Were we rookies the same year? Uh, you won rookie of the year in 2000, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, I was a rookie of the year in the uh, uh, circuit. Oh, that's right. But, I remember you saying that. And, every, and he's like, oh, you're pretty circuit rookie. But we had Oatberry, Dean Gorsuch, Ricky Huddleston, Chansey Larson, Jeff Miller, Stockton, Graves. Stockton Spud Duval. Hell, Sam Duval was still going. I'm no, sure. Sam wasn't there that year. Uh, I mean, we had our talent. talent. I never you knocked me. No, on I that. did not. What did he do? No, I did not. He you was trying I've to put never. down my circuit finals. I'm like, the Prairie Circuit Finals was never, harder to make than th- again. This is this is one third BS, two thirds. Or I'm sorry, two thirds BS. You got to carry the one. Truth. I never. Yes, you I did. never did that because the Prairie I'm Circuit is the hardest circuit in the Bulldog. 
So yeah, you won the big. Well, you won big been. rookie of the year. I won the small rookie of the year. Congratulations. So yeah, it's not a big deal. Pretty no, much it is. The same I person. think. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> well, we thank you for coming on today. Oh, we, wait, wait, wait. Well, we're, we're done. Well, you want to keep going? No, I got to go work out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I got to. We got to go work our day sheets. But, anyways, uh, don't forget uh, here live on ninety four seven. Come down here to Brewster's Ice House. You better hurry. The crawfish going fast. They've got good prizes here, so y'all come up here and sign up for your silent auction. Um, thanks for having us, Brewster's Ice House. Thanks, Bree. Thanks, crew, uh, for having us down here. Thank you to the five-time world champion, Luke Branquino, coming on today. Big round of applause, Lukey. That's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hall of Famer. Thanks, JR. Rump Chat, we're a podcast. Uh, you know, don't uh, don't forget get your Red River Arena. Don't forget the Luke Branquino. Oh, and yeah, and yeah. If, when on the weeks that we don't record, <laughs> no, there's time when you're on your mower and Rump Chaps wrapped up. Get to uh, the Luke Branquino show. It's on um, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, um, many more. Lots of them. Lots. Luke Branquino podcast uh, along with Rump Chat. We just like to have a good time. Talk about rodeo, talk about rock and roll, sometimes talk about really weird stuff, but it's all in good entertainment. Long John Silver's episode. Long John Silver's. Uh, oh, I want to do a poll here. Hold on. Everybody in Brewster's, raise your hand if you think Long John Silver's is terrible food. Thank you. Raise your hand if you love Long John Silver's. Yep. Like maybe There's just four or five of you. Weirdos. <laughs> One guy just oh. gave me the finger. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't care how much of that vinegar they got. You can't put it on that. All right, you guys. Thank you, everybody. See you. wrong, he's just different, but his pride won't let him do things to make you think he's right.